Two weeks ago, the Toronto Raptors sat on a 6-3 record and these were the headlines about their defence, which at the time was the 6th best in the NBA. Toronto Sun, Raptors getting defence up and down the lineup. The Athletic, if the Raptors buy in on defence, they can then express themselves on offence. Daily Hive, the Toronto Raptors are showing signs of an elite defence. Of course, as we all know, since then, they have completely struggled to stop points. We talked in the last podcast about the Raptors having to limit the opponent to around 105, 110 at the very maximum in order to stand a chance due to a, how should we say, less than refined offense at the previous moment. But it's been quite the opposite story. The Raptors have been scoring at will, but also conceding at will. In this podcast, we're going to take a special look at the defensive problems that have hampered Nick Nurse's side. The Raptors' defensive scheme is innovative, but simple at its core. The roster is full of 6-7 to 6-9 players, which means the defensive scheme ends up positionless. There is no big man as such within the roster. Everyone can switch onto everyone. It is a hyper-aggressive, positionless, switching D, which aims for steals and deflections at a very high rate. Why? This enables them, if it works of course, to score points in transition, and this avoids two problems. One avoids on the defensive end the offense creating anything in the post, for example, and two on the offensive end, it allows them to avoid as many half-court offense situations as possible, which we all know the Raptors have really struggled with this season due to a lack of elite playmaking. After a hot start, it appears the defensive scheme has stalled a little. At least the development of what Nick Nurse would like to see has not matched those first two very optimistic weeks. Teams are racking up record assist numbers against the Toronto Raptors. I mean, for goodness sake, the Detroit Pistons, Dwayne Casey's revenge game. The Pistons got 34 assists. Portland, 25. Uh, Brooklyn, 29 in the 116-103 loss. It means that the Raptors have lost five of their last six games. They now sit at a seven and eight record. And as we said before, it's not because of the offense. You just need to look at the, the pure stats. Over this six game period, the Raptors opponents are shooting 70% at the rim and 40% from three. And as we all know in basic statistics of basketball, the dunking spot and the open three are probably the two most efficient shots. So just looking at these stats, it's not gonna end up well from the Raptors. And by the way, that puts them 28th in terms of um, giving up field goal percentage, both at the rim and at three. It just seems to be extremely easy for opponents at the minute. After the first nine games, perhaps they've watched some film and worked what was a novel defense. They've now worked it out. All they need to do is be patient, move the ball well, and simply wait for Toronto to miss one of those defensive rotations. Then they can go for the kill. Alternatively, they can go for a blow-by. And that's exactly what Portland did. That's the first problem with the Raptors' defense this season, is the blow-by. So firstly, 
we should technically be able to trust these Raptors defenders one-on-one. -on -one. You look at that roster, right? Van Vliet, solid defender. Gary Trent Jr. leading the league in steals. I don't need to talk about OG and Scotty Barnes. And Siakam will come on to Siakam a bit later, but even then, he's an above average defender. One-on-one, -on -one, you should be trusting them. There shouldn't be that many blow-bys. I don't care if you're facing Lillard, CJ, KD. Um, I was about to say Kyrie there. No need to face Kyrie this season, thankfully, because he would uh, he would kill us, vaccinated or not. Um, no pun intended. But in the 118-113 loss to the Portland Trailblazers, they got back into the game and took the lead through simply driving past the defender. They got 10 buckets from blowing past the defender and either going straight to the rim, finding the dunker, or finding the open three. Someone like Covington, someone like CJ. Uh, so it ended up very, very difficult. So what's the problem here? Well, essentially, and we've mentioned it before, the Raptors switching scheme has to be on point every time. Once one of them gets taken out of the game, the other cannot be too hyper aggressive or simply they will leave an option open in the corner. Let's do an example. Lillard manages to drive past OG, for example. Somehow, yeah, that, that did happen, as we said, almost 10 times. A uh, Portland player driving past a Toronto defender. If the corner defender then comes over and rotates to help, to stop, you know, perhaps an, an open layup at the rim or something, Lillard has the basketball IQ, and you don't need to have a massive, massively high basketball IQ to see this. He just needs him to flip it out to the corner. Because as soon as that defender starts making that move, and it's going to be a quick, aggressive move, because Lillard's a good player in the paint as well, um, they flip it out. And that happens several times against Portland. It happened against Detroit as well. Um, and Boston, for that matter. That was a different type of game. But what needs to happen is that sort of decision between allowing that attacker to continue to the rim almost unchallenged, and you're almost hoping that the defender he just blew by can recover, that needs to be managed alongside not leaving them open for three. Nick Nurse's side are probably letting a record number of threes, just open threes, in fact, just rain in against them. It's not like they're making contested shots. These are easy shots, and you're not giving them up to fantastic players at this stage. That's the worry. You're not being beaten necessarily. I mean, we saw in that Brooklyn game, you're not being beaten necessarily by by K KD you know you're, you're looking at role players looking at bench players or just getting open shots all the time against this defensive scheme so you need to sort of manage that you cannot help from the corner so aggressively or if you do someone needs to then cover that rotation perhaps coming over from from the weak or strong side whichever whichever is appropriate at the time because right now it's just a game of missed rotations. However, and we come on to problem number two, it wouldn't be so much of an issue if the Raptors had a mobile rim protector. So for example, and we'll come back to Lillard again, he drives past his defender. If there's a solid big man present in front of him, say he's he's on uh, marking the opposition's five, of course, there's less pressure then for the defender to come and help so aggressively. However, if you've got, you know, and with due respect, because he's proving to be an above average defender, if you've got Svi Mikhailuk there, or you've got Chris Boucher there, you know, not the most intimidating fellas, 
then you're going to struggle because to Lillard, he's got two options then, an easy bucket or if the corner defender comes over, the open three. So what happens then is psychologically, the corner defender is naturally going to help because he does not trust that inside defense. But if you have that rim protector, at least to make his presence known, if not to record a number of blocks and get a game, then it will be then then it would be different. Then it would be very, very different. And talking of personnel, uh, come over to Pascal Siakam. Uh, it was much joy when he came back, of course. He was top scorer, for example, against Detroit. 25 points and 12 rebounds. And 7 assists, top assister as well. Uh, he's played extremely well on offense since his return. But of the 5 games he has played, we've won 0. That's a worry, but it's not a coincidence. He is coming back of course from a long-term injury it's not easy it's probably the first major injury of his career uh, he's been a very very reliable player uh, since before this and you know it's pretty encouraging that he came back when he did but in this league with this system it's going to be even harder to get up to game speed you can't keep missing the rotations you've got to keep up with it and technically he's playing at a new position he hasn't got a Gasol a Valanciunas, uh, an Aaron Baines as a traditional five. He is playing in that spot as an undersized centre. Uh, admittedly, he's not, of course, covering the opponent's big man at all times due to the switching scheme, due to trusting OG and, and Scotty on them. But he's playing at the five and it's tough and he will need time. You know, against Portland, he played 39 minutes. And I know after the game, he talked about you know, he loves being tired. He loves, uh, he feels that's when his game really comes out. But it's a toughie. It's a toughie. And that brings us on. I mean, look at these transitions right here. Better than the Raptors. That brings us on to the bench against Portland. Okay, I know. I know for a fact that Precious Achua and Chris Boucher were out. But the only bench player to go into double digits was Ken Birch. Sfi, Banton and Flynn combined for a total of 19 minutes. No one else was used. The Raptors starters, apart from Siakam, all played 40 plus minutes. And in this system, which is very high intensity, because it's not only rotations wise, it's you're consistently putting pressure on the ball handler, you're consistently bumping off ball, you're trying to get steals every single time, uh, every pass you're trying to deflect, you know, it's that kind of defense. You're not just, it's not just a basic man-to-man -man or basic zone coverage. This takes a lot out of you. And if you're playing 40 minutes a game, simply by the end, and we saw it against Portland, you're going to start missing rotations. You're going to start letting people blow by a little easier. Nick Nurse, we understand why he doesn't trust his bench so much. I mean, you just have to look at the performances. Svi Mikhailuk minus 14 in 8 minutes. Malachi Flynn minus 7 in 3 minutes. They didn't really, they contributed 6 points between them. Um, Ken Birch as well, 21 minutes, only 6 points. Understand why he doesn't trust his bench. Understand that a normal scenario would have probably given Precious and Boucher maybe a combined 35 minutes, take some pressure off the starters. But he, he has to remember, he's got length on there. He's got experience on there in Dragic. Uh, so it's, it's an option. And we understand, of course, that between Monday night and the game tomorrow against the Utah Jazz, 
there will be rest and he could afford to use the starters but going through the season and I'm thinking even in playoffs the Raptors might not be one of the teams that particularly can afford to run such a tight rotation you need to start locking in that eight to nine man rotation right now but this isn't all doom and gloom we were told many times before the season that this was a gamble this was a developmental season we must remember one very important thing the raptors are not going to win we're not going to go deep into the playoffs playing a normal system we know nick nurse as the crazy genius who pulled out a box in one defense a high school defense in the nba finals and used it to great effect this guy is gonna try some innovative stuff not all of it is going to work a hundred percent but as we said the raptors are not going to go deep in the playoffs without trying something different the talent on the roster offensively and defensively not just quite up to scratch perhaps missing a superstar player uh, perhaps missing a Kawhi Leonard or Bradley Beal in there to really challenge for it and so that's why this kind of system needs to be tried something that forces teams into turnovers something that throws those great players in the NBA currently off their games and it'll take time it'll take time and you got to remember we're 15 games in with Siakam we're only five games in so that starting lineup has only had five games together and even then we've seen like like against Portland, some of the usual rotation players were injured. This squad is yet to really gel together and play together in this difficult system. Got five more games of the road trip coming up. Should the Raptors continue to face exactly the same defensive issues without any signs of improvement? You can probably see Nick Nurse perhaps changing a little bit, perhaps the front office getting ready for, uh, for a roster move, for a trade. But that would be giving it a fair chance. That would be giving it almost a third of the season. You can see, is it working? Are the Raptors over 500? Are we showing signs of defense? Um, and you know, you can make a decision then. Right now, still too early. This is a high risk, high reward system. You're gonna shut teams down. You're gonna shut the likes of the Raptors did Philadelphia down. Washington, Washington have a phenomenal record. And the Raptors kept them both times to 100 points or less shut down New York Indiana twice Orlando Boston you know you have got to recognize that this system when it works and I guess Nick Nurse is hoping that it will be fully developed by come playoff time it's gonna absolutely throw this Eastern Conference off so don't worry too much right this is still the regular season don't think the Raptors are worried about it for ages Still only a game under 500. You've got Utah, Sacramento, Golden State, Memphis and Indiana coming up. You're looking probably to win three of those. You do that, the Raptors back on track, back on 500. Then you've got a nice homestand and then you start to push. So you're looking for three things. Maybe Nick Nurse, please sir, can you use your bench a little more? Siakam will take time to get up to game speed. And simply in the one-on-one situations, the Raptors cannot afford more blow-bys to complicate an even more complicated, to produce an even more complicated defensive system. This is your Walling in the Six analysis. If you enjoyed this, make sure to give us a like on Facebook and follow on Twitter. Subscribe to us on all your podcast networks and support British Toronto Raptors 
audio podcasting. Have a good one.